Read. Junk. Read. Junk. Read. Junk. Podcast. Read Junk Podcast. Read your host, my guy. Hey, it's the Read Junk Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Krimko. So I guess the world is ending and a lot has changed since the last time I had an episode. Been keeping busy with some artwork, uh, so I haven't really had time to do podcast stuff. Um, but I don't know, I come and go with doing podcasts. Sometimes I have the urge, sometimes I don't. Now I do. So let's see what happened. Uh, the coronavirus hit the US and now everyone's stuck inside and can't go anywhere. Everyone's working from home and... Uh, it's uh, it's pretty bleak over here right now. Um, I've been working from home for at least five months now and uh, because of medical stuff. Uh, so I- I'm used to it. It's just now I'm with my family. So it's making it a little, little bit interesting, uh, especially trying to work with a four-year-old. So I figured I'd start some new episodes up. And uh, since everyone's inside and bored and uh, I feel like just talking to some other people for a change, this episode's with my twin brother, Matt and our friend Chris, and we just talk all about SNL for the most part. Some tangents here and there, but we talk about our favorite sketches, cast members, some of our least favorite sketches and cast members as well. You know, stuff along those lines. I should have more episodes in the future, so keep your eyes peeled for that. One quick thing for social media. Um, I changed my art Instagram account to Brian Krumko Art instead of Brian Krumko Design. So give me a follow if you're not following already. I've started up a comic strip called Brian Sense of Humor. Uh, I try to do like one or two, like a month, I guess. Uh, but been pumping them out pretty frequently. You know the rest of the stuff to click on and like. It's all in the description or it's on the site. Just rejunk.com and just type rejunk and you'll find it so let's get this episode going here's my chat with matt and chris talking snl right here on the rejunk podcast Okay, we're in quarantine podcast mode here. We're talking with Chris and my brother Matt, and we're talking, I don't know, just shooting the shit, talking about our favorite SNL sketches and seasons and whatever, just something to talk about because it's been been a pretty boring week, <laughs> being stuck inside, not being able to go anywhere really. Um, so how are you guys holding up? Um, I'm doing pretty good. I still have to go into work. Unfortunately, the data center, I can't work from home. So somebody's got to go look at blinking lights and argue with people in India if uh, the servers are actually messed up or not. Well, at least at least, oh, you're, you. yeah, at least you're like uh, six feet away from the people from India. <laughs> <laughs> not far enough away. Yeah. Um, but Matt, you're working from home, too. Yeah, for the last two weeks, and going been, slowly insane, but that's okay. I get to watch a lot more TV. Yeah, welcome to my world. I've been working from home for five months now. Oh. <laughs> it's like I saw I saw one of the memes. They're like uh, people just getting off house arrest, all of a sudden coming into this quarantine. It's like <laughs> you're back into it. Yeah, and then like oh, Jared Leto came out of like this his like meditation thing in the desert, and then he's like, oh wait, there's a 
there's a virus, now I have to go back into isolation. He's a moron. He's only been in isolation for 14 days. This, this virus thing's been going on for months. Like, where the hell has he been? He's too busy sending sh- piles of shit and, like, dead vampire bats to, uh, to his co- co-stars. Oh, wait. Does, does he, is he a poop sender subscriber? I guess when he was playing the Joker, he was sending like all those. He was just like trying to get into character, and was uh, like sending stuff to to all the cast members, and it's like of like dead animals and like panties or something. I don't know. <laughs> you, you know, you know, there's a website poopsenders dot com where you can anonymously send poop to people. Not that I've ever <laughs> done that. I'd rather just shit my. I'd rather just shit in a box and just send it personally. <laughs> Yeah, but then you have to go to the post office and you have to ask and be like, oh, is there anything hazardous, non-personal? No, like, it's, it's just- li- liquid, fragile, potentially hazardous, Mike. Yes, all of the above. Please send any. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, just be happy we're doing business with you. We could have sent this FedEx or UPS or DHL. I know. I was like sending stuff. So I went last week and that was like the last time I went and I was... I brought hand and sanitizer and, and the lady sitting there, she has her gloves on and she starts, she starts coughing and I'm like turning my, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And I'm like, all right. So then like I canceled all my like eBay auctions and I'm like, all right, I'm not going to the boss office anytime soon. Well, it's, it's going to get worse because, you know, uh, I just picked up on it this morning when I got up. It's like allergy season is kicking in. It's like, oh, now anybody sneezes, they're going to start pulling knives and guns on people. <laughs> well, sneezing is not one of the the symptoms, but it's I mean, I I have the allergy season, too. And yesterday I had a fever of like 99.3. I was like, oh, shit. But then thankfully it went down. Um, but I was like, after I did cardio and then took a shower, so I didn't know if that, but I had like a headache. So I'm like, it's gotta be allergies. Yeah, of course. It was 75 degrees today and then tomorrow and the other days are 50. So it's like, yo-yo. It's it's snow, I guess on Monday. Yeah. yeah. Well, because why not? <laughs> yeah. Throw some frogs and other stuff to cast us down. Cause you know, this year's going great so far. Yeah. Wow. Uh, but okay. So I mean, I guess. Chris, Chris came up with the idea to talk about SNL because I'm like, I, I, I felt like I, I haven't really done a pa- podcast since Ju- uh, January with Adam uh, talking about the Oscars. So I'm like, hey, I'll, I just haven't really been motivated to it, to, to do it, honestly. But um, so you want to talk about SNL, like our favorite, you, you were originally thinking of like our top five. I'm like, I can't think of top five. Yeah, I mean, so basically the whole concept was, you know, we were trying to brainstorm some ideas for different podcasts just to kind of give different vibes because, you know, Rejunk could be anything from like a punk, you know, band to a ska band to like DVDs or anything. I was just like, well, Saturday Night Live is like a common bonding factor. I used to remember uh, back in like middle school, Comedy Central used to run them like during the day and we just shoot in just to see all these like cool episodes because it was a multimedia experience. You'd, you'd see some extremely great, you know, sketch comedy and then you'd have those musical performances, you know, it'd be like, oh, is this the Faith No More episode? You know, I think there was the Fishbone episode too. You know, there's all, all kinds of cool Specials, stuff. like you, Pogues, Boston. Yeah. I think, yeah. I don't think I don't think Real Big Fish was ever on it. No, no, I don't think so. I think, I think well, probably Rancid. Really ran. I think Rancid was once. Maybe Madness specials. specials. I don't think anyone else was. Bo- I mean, Boston's had to be. Was Madness like where they they would have been early on, right? In, in yeah, the early that would have been like the early. Yeah. 
They were on the young ones, though, but... <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, so, so Chris is like, oh, let's do a top five sketches. I'm like, you can't do that. This is kind of hard. So it's like I had to have, like, a list of about, like, almost 30 of reoccurring and then sometimes just standalone sketches. Like, the Celebrity Jeopardy ones are, are still, like, my top favorite. I don't know how many they did, but every time they do it, it's just just pure gold. I mean, like as far as like you know sketches, I mean like reoccurring characters. I mean that was kind of easy, but it, I don't know. To me, like I wanted to pick blanket things. Like obviously, I would pick Wayne's World, but like I decided to kind of when I went through mine, I decided to pick like a specific one out of all of them. I guess that would represent it better than anybody else. I mean, there was there was always like really cool stuff like that, you know. Well, what particular uh, Wayne's World? episode was it was it the Aerosmith one was it the Madonna one I, I was thinking the Madonna one like I mean those are the two standalone uh, Aerosmith yeah, pretty standalone. good and then Wayne Gretzky oh yeah the the uh the, the one with the Aerosmith one not specifically because of Aerosmith I mean the, the whole premise was kind of cool it's like you know he's like oh you know we got Aerosmith sitting up in the bref- breakfast nook oh, oh, and that was talking with my mom <laughs> Yeah, and I guess my favorite part of the episode, because pretty much the ones that I picked for, like, my top five, I think are very reflective. Yeah, they're really reflective of my sense of humor, and Tom Hanks in particular does something hysterical in this that every day, every time I've ever checked the microphone, Siblings. I do it. This is, yes, I do that. Sibilance. One, yeah. two. And then you got to add the scarves to the microphone. <laughs> Oh, hopefully he's okay right now. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah, he's. I know it's like it's like every celebrity is like coming. Like every article is like, oh, this person got it. Oh, this person. I'm like, we're all gonna fucking get it. <laughs> Just, well, I mean, if like if if Keith Richards gets it, then then we know it's real. Oof. It's probably the he's probably the source. <laughs> no, or maybe Ozzy is because it's it's bat related. <laughs> that. I mean, he did get sick earlier this year. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully he gets pulls out. Yeah, I, I really wanted to see him play for la- one last time, but he hasn't been sounding good at, on tour lately. But honestly, with him, I mean, it's just like I, I think he's at a point in his life where it's like even even these new albums that he's releasing, it's like you know, I don't think he's releasing because he wants to do it. I think Sharon just wants to put him out there, and I'm kind of glad the tour just got canceled because I mean. Uh, it's like, come on, how much longer can it go? Like, the last time I saw him was probably 14 years ago. And even then, it was an hour-long set. He wasn't even on stage more than 40 minutes. Was it OzFest? Yeah, OzFest 2006. They did, like, um, he came out and did a special uh, set on, like, a couple select dates where he came out and he closed out the second stage, which was halfway through the day, which is weird because you're going to OzFest and, you know, it's Ozzy's Festival. And he's playing halfway through the day. And it's like, no, no, there's other bands on the big stage over there on Randall's Island. It's just like, yeah, but Ozzy just played. Like, oh, we got to go see what new new metal band was playing at the time. (laughs) Yeah, I think that year, uh, System of a Down headline. And I think um, it was weird. Yeah, Yeah, it was weird because... 
they headlined, and then over there, it was like you went over, it was Lacuna Coil, then it was Hatebreed, but they were on the main stage, which didn't make any sense, because you're Hatebreed, you should be on the second stage. They were in Triple X, man, they're mainstream now. Yeah, that was 2006, yeah, so that was that time period. <laughs> I watched the, what was the Honest trailer for that recently, I'm like, man, these movies are fucking terrible, like, that first one was terrible, and they're like... They're like I saw that in the theaters, too, God. Yeah, and they're like, they're quoting like, the Vandals, like, it's like, they're, they're like the most punk rock band of all time, like, yeah, they're okay, I mean, like... <laughs> But you think like all these anarchists are like quoting the vandals out of all the bands. I don't know. Yeah. When you listen to the Jamie Josta podcast, he talks about the experience of when they went in to cut that one scene where they used the hate breed song, how he was in there. Like it was like a religious experience to him. Cut and I will be heard into that. Is that the one when he's jumping out and snowboarding? Yep. Yeah. Okay. It's bad that I remember the fucking movie, but <laughs> Hey, you know what? It's that's like that's like his almost Oscar winning performance, so we'll just give it to him. Vin Diesel, the the mum who do you think's a better mumbler? Is it Vin Diesel or uh, Tom Hardy? <laughs> Tom Hardy in a different accent each time. Yes, Tom Hardy. Yes, I'm back. Him and Peaky Blinders is like, what the fuck is he saying? <laughs> I have to watch it with subtitles because it's yeah. like all the accents are all over the place. It's, it's so open. weird though when you see something with subtitles because like it'll be like a regular person speaking and then there's subtitles. I'm like, isn't that kind of offensive? Like we should probably be trying to understand what they're saying. Yeah, and you're giving us a cheat sheet. Yeah, they like do that with a lot of the Bravo shows. And like, yeah, reality TV. I was gonna say like American Pickers. I'm like, when I used to watch it, I'm like, this guy. I mean, he's southern, but I'm like, I can understand him. <laughs> Well, like I no. think I think the original subtitle show was uh, the Osbournes, and they had oh, the yeah. subtitles for Ozzy. <laughs> oh, just the worst is like my mom would watch the Osbournes. They were Jack a couple of years ago. Jack and Ozzy were going like a road trip or something, and she was yep. watching in the other room. All I hear is beeps every five seconds. I'm like, what? The, are they? Is there any actually dialogue? Is just some swearing constantly. <laughs> They, they apparently claimed when they did that original MTV show that they didn't curse that much. Right. So obviously that was bullshit. Huh. All right. So we went off a tangent already. Uh, <laughs> we got to swing back to, to SNL. Um, I also, I mean, as a standalone, I, I uh, like Natalie's rap was a good one. But a lot of the Lonely Island, like I didn't like the first couple that they did, but then... Th- Towards the end, they did like so many good ones. I just had sex, and uh, the one with Michael Bolton is still like a favorite of mine. Jack Sparrow, yeah, yeah, the Jack Sparrow. Does um, does the Ross Trent one count as a Lonely Island one? Because I love that one to death. I, I still one? revisit that one. Ross Trent. So basically, um, it's um, it's I thought it was a Lonely Island thing, but he does oh, this whole thing where he's 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 a he's a white Rastafarian. Like so, like I, I yeah. So okay, it's sounding it's sounding familiar. Um, yeah, yeah. And yeah, is he so walking around the street or something? Yeah. So like, um, he's going through the whole thing. So he's basically saying like every stereotypical Rastafarian word. And probably my favorite part of the whole song is there's one part in the video where he's walking by and he's saying all his like you know Jamaican you know, slurs and everything. And then all of a sudden he sees some Jamaican people and they just get real quiet real quick. Right. 
Yeah, right. I think he's like he was like saying like Rasta or something over and over or I, it's something. I, yeah, DVD it's coming, of Cool Runnings. Yeah, it's coming Murder back. Murder Hero. Now. Now, now I need to go see that see that one when I get back because I was yeah I was laughing I think when I originally saw it but yeah I haven't remembered that one since. Um, yeah, I mean, there's been so many Lonely Island stuff. It's kind of I kind of wish they. It's it's funny that SNL their best material like the last decade has been all the stuff that's been pre-taped oh yeah and it's like you kinda, well, I, I kind of wish they would kind of steer away from the live and just do Saturday night and not do it not do it live anymore but I mean sometimes it's sometimes having it live like seeing people mess up their lines is actually kind of more fun it's not more funny but, but it's funnier than the actual sketch um, well, I mean that has that had its ups and downs. I mean, there were times that the Jimmy Fallon stuff got a little yeah, like he was doing it on purpose. You can tell <sighs> he shouldn't have been in those sketches anyway. But yeah, like, he almost ru- yeah he almost ruined the the cowbell sketch. It's like oh god, every time I watch it, they see him snicker, and it's just it's almost cringeworthy. I'm like, just let them do the sketch, man. They got this. Yeah, him and her, like Horatio Sands were like the two that were always fucking up their lines but i like as as someone um for weekend update for stefan i'm like that it worked in their favor i think because like it they would write the sketches right before he would go on so he wouldn't know what he was saying so he would just start busting out laughing which made it 10 times funnier than what he was actually saying so you're just like you're just anticipating him fucking up his lines yeah bill haters he's just he's just great I, I I can't think of anything I didn't like that he did on the show. Yeah, he did like the Californians, and which is another one I have on my list. Which is <laughs> it, it's like a one-off kind of like joke, but it's still funny. Just because he, then you hear Californian people talking and like, "Oh, did you take the four hundred five? Like, what is it? like <laughs> um, going old school." I, I have like Mr. Robertson, Mr. Robertson's neighborhood, which Eddie Murphy reprised when he came when hosted this year. So that was seeing the gentrified uh, version of it was pretty funny. But yes, that one always stood out to me as being a funny sketch. Um, I remember we used to go to the video store, like Joe's Video or something, and we would rent like the best of Eddie Murphy, and it would be like those sketches. And Mike Myers and Chris Farley was always those those three. And then, like some of them, they don't they don't have like they have a lot of sketches on YouTube, but they don't have it like all of them because they have that one that was Tim Meadows and Chris Farley singing, uh, like oh they're not they're not lovers, but they sing like they are kind of thing, and they're like one eight hundred as if gay. Is that what it is? Oh, when it's as yeah. If gay. Well, what I noticed too, you know, when I was going over these, um, I don't know if you remember this, but. I originally got Netflix in like 2011 when I was bored and I noticed they had a, a lot of SNL episodes. So I'm like, Oh crap, I'm going to go back and watch these. Cause I guess the rights changed hands and it was from yeah. comedy central to VH one. And I don't even know where SNL reruns are now, but like the one thing that I picked up on in those Netflix ones, and I don't know if it's forever like this is there's some episodes that are just like, they're hacked up to like 20 minutes and I'm like, how could you do this? Cause there was one that I picked specifically on my list. Um, from season 16, episode 15, oh, uh, there was a Mike. Yeah. There was a Michael. <laughs> J- 
Yeah, there's a Michael J. Fox thing. There was a couple different ones. I wanted, like, for one of the ones that I wanted to pick, I wasn't sure if I wanted to pick the monologue, but I eventually said that probably the one sketch that I love from that one that I'll rewatch a billion times over and over, uh, the America's Most Wanted Former Child Actors. So basically what they do is... Yeah, no, so um, they have, like, um, everybody, like, Dan and Bonducci, and right. everybody's, like, a different child actor. So Michael J. Fox is playing Danny Bonaducci, and Chris Farley's in it, and he's playing Mindy from Facts of Life, which was ridiculous on its own. So at some point, um, you know, they have, like, all these other people, like, um, people from different strokes or whatever, you know, different characters. But then they have Michael J. Fox to come in and be, like, the voice of reason. And I forgot, I think it was David Spade who played him. Yeah, he now, does he, voice. Here, yeah, now here's here's the problem with this sketch because I don't think that this aged well because if if you remember Michael J. Fox back in the day, he used to do, you know, all like the weird movements and stuff. We didn't realize that that was like early symptoms of yeah. what he eventually suffered from. So when you're watching the sketch, like before you knew any of that, you know, comes into play, it's hysterical because there's a part in it where – David Spade is doing Michael J. Fox so much to a point where you look at Michael J. Fox as Bonaducci and he's starting to get like a little pissed off with the accuracy <laughs> of the portrayal. <laughs> but but I, I love that sketch. It's just so ridiculous. I wish just that whole episode too, because um that's the monologue was like um was cool because it was like they go in and then um, it comes, it's like a back to the future spoof. So then all of a sudden doc comes in and says, Oh Marty, you got to go back. You're going to bomb the monologue. So they keep going back and back to, to try to fix the monologue. And it's like, I think David Spade, obviously I want to say Dana Carvey. And I think Dennis Miller was involved as another Michael J. Fox. Was it like a Michael J. Fox family reunion kind of thing? <laughs> Something like it, they, they just kept going back to the future, so they had okay. like different Michael J. Foxes. But that was that was a that was a fun episode. I saw Dennis Miller twice out in public, and he just seems like an asshole. I mean, I guess he kind of is now, but because <laughs> well, like after nine eleven, he completely changed. Because I used I used to like his show on HBO. And then uh, it was like the end uh, when he would do all the news. And I th- one time we were, I was driving to, I think, an art museum with a college a college uh, classmate. And then we saw him in a handsome cab thing with his wife. And I went and screamed out the window, hey! And he kind of like looked at me. <laughs> and, then, and then another time we were in Vegas, I think, and he was walking through the casino. And I was like, yeah, I think, I don't know if when that was maybe 2004 but I was I'm like eh that's my Dennis story uh Dennis Miller story <laughs> um going back to Matt did you have anything to add of like any sketches or anything Old stuff like Dana Carvey type of stuff the church chat and when he did like chopping broccoli back in the oh. day that was a classic well just the um, stand up the stand up back then was hilarious Oh yeah, that was it's one of my. I should go seek that out and watch it. I think it's probably on YouTube, probably. Yeah, I think he. I think when he did his his recent, well, I guess the most recent special on Netflix that he did, that was really good. I think he he brought back some of the classics. Yeah. If if you haven't seen that one, that was good. Uh, Was it when he makes once or twice? 
Yeah, when he makes fun of his kid, you know, for his kid's reaction. It's a bunch of fucking bullshit. <laughs> and now his kid's a stand-up, too. Right? Was oh, really? Funny? Yeah. I have to look that up. Well, you listen to him on doing all the stuff with, with Conan, right, on his podcast? Oh, that was great. I was so glad they did, like, a spinoff thing. I would listen to that as soon as they would launch it. I just... It just all the I was like had tears in my eyes driving because I was just like so like so good, like just the the uh, Paul McCartney and John Lennon like oh so this is an iPhone is it was here and then he would do like oh and then um what the hell the what's this uh, Johnny Carson and the hook and crook and not uh, <laughs> oh, I was and having Daddy a highball old. at the. <laughs> The old hook and crook. Yeah, like like those old old timey bars. Yeah, if anyone hasn't heard those Conan and uh, Dana Carvey podcasts, they're only like they're maybe like only twenty minutes long, but highly recommend listening to those. Uh, I'm yeah, it was like not a, doing that justice. Yeah, it was like a series of six. Um, I I mean I I don't know if they does he do like a paywall thing like after he puts X amount of episodes up, the rest of them the older ones move no. out. And then Conan, Conan's normal. coming back with without an audience soon. I guess he's just going to do everything over his iPhone. <laughs> I'm like, that's what it seems like everyone's doing. It's like every musician has a Facebook Live thing going on at the same time. I'm like, can you guys coordinate a little bit? <laughs> and then, well, uh, I think some of them are really done good. Like um, there was one last Saturday night because what happened is the uh, – the band Code Orange from Pittsburgh, they were going to do their CD release party. It was kind of a big deal because Roadrunner has been That's pumping CDs. a ton of money in. C- so, CD? For What's Code Orange. What's the CD? Chris is, Chris is not getting our joke. No. <laughs> Compact disc. No. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. But no, um, so... So Code Orange did this whole like show where they streamed it. It was like a multi um, media experience thing. And they cut the whole thing together with the guy from Hate Five Six. So um, I thought it was amazing. I thought it was like a huge groundbreaking thing. And now every other band's just like, hey, here's our camera on us. And it's just like these guys so like when put all this production when did you do into that? it. They uh, they did this on uh, last Saturday night because what they were originally supposed to do was their record came out like the day before and that was supposed to be their record release party. Okay, but obviously no crowds at the show kind of messed that up. Yeah, because then because then the Dropkick Murphys did it on a, a YouTube stream and then they had like some professional. They had pretty much were doing it at a club and had professional lighting and cameras and then I guess it broke records of it was like five million people watched on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> Do you know if they did that from House of Blues or did they? Because usually when they're up here, it they was in do... Boston somewhere, so I don't know exactly where it was. Yeah, I think last year what they did, or maybe it was the year before that. Basically, they did seven days. The show is straight, well, so yeah, they do that. They had the ha- yeah, they had the House of Blues, but then I think they added in some surprise shows. Like I think they did one at Paradise Rock Club, which was like it's insane to I'm think I'm sure if you like watch it you probably them. recognize it I'm not familiar with Boston Club so it's it, yeah it, it, they, they were it doesn't mention it on their page right now are you looking oh I don't know yeah <laughs> um let's see I'm trying to think I was oh so last night after I was doing no research uh for this I was to, or make just research as just looking up lists of 
SNL sketches, I was thinking of all the Kate, like recent memory is Kate McKinnon doing Miss Rafferty stuff. And like every time she does it, I just like, I have tears in my eyes laughing because it's like, she just has every like funny nickname for her lady parts. <laughs> it's like pink pocket and stink rocket. And like all this, like every time there's, there's something new each time. But what it's, what's even funnier is to seeing people break when she when she's doing is like Bobby Moynihan and uh Eddie Bryan and Brian Bryant Bryant and um and then I guess the most notorious one was uh Ryan Gosling just like he had to put his shirt in front of his head because he was just like it was like laughing so much and then she's like touching like Cecily Strong's boob and she's like like everyone's just laughing so it's like every time they do that I just I hope they continue doing that character. I don't know if they done it recently though. Maybe with Paul Rudd. They did it with Matthew McConaughey. I thought. Um, when was that? I think they did. I think Matthew. Uh, I think Paul Rudd was only like six months ago. So maybe that was the beginning of the season. Okay. So I hope they do it again. That is as far as like the newest, the newest sketch that I really like. Uh, or recurring Typical character. SNL though. They just they just try to drive it into the ground. And it becomes kind of just formulaic and it's not like funny anymore. It loses its edge. Well, that that was I was gonna bring up like some sketches that I can't stand. Where is Pete Davidson's Chad, which is the most they like oh, they I keep that in the pump. Uh, the, the Tom Hanks, you know, the Henry as Pumpkins. I don't. Or, or David. I don't get that. I don't get yeah. it either. It's like it's just two stupid sketches that they keep trying to force to make you like, oh, this is funny. And people dressing up for it for Halloween. I'm like, no. <laughs> I, I thought the fir- when they had it the first time it was funny, but then I was like, oh, they were like, oh, check out this David S. Pumpkins cartoon. And I was like, oh my god, what did I do watching this, man? This was not. Yeah, yeah good. I didn't want to sit through that. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, it's like some some sketches they like. Oh well, it worked the first time, which is keep shoving it in your face to see if people like it. But it's like with Pete Davidson, it's it's like I like when he does like his like his kind of almost like stand up material when he's on Weekend Update. I just don't like this Chad Carey look. I don't know. I, don't know. I just watched him on that Hot Ones, which was pretty. He was pretty funny on that. Well, it's 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 kind of weird. Like you'll go through these periods where they'll have, well, it'll be like a lull, and and it's like you know maybe the cast just isn't that spectacular, or maybe it's something that like you'll catch on a little later. Like oh man, I missed out on this. You know, it takes a few seasons for certain people to stand out. Like when they announced like the when like a lot of people left and some people came out, and it's like the new guys, the guys that play Donald. Donald Jr. and uh, Eric Trump, like those two guys are funny. Uh, Mikey Day and I forget the other uh, Alex Moffat, his name or something. Um, those two guys stand out. Uh, of course, Kate McKinnon, I think, is the star. Oh yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of other people that have been. I mean, even like Weekend Update has been really good lately. With uh, like Michael Che just like doesn't give a fuck anymore, and he's like just drinking alcohol like right in the set kind of thing, and. And the best is between those two is like when they start like writing the jokes for each other and then like Michael Che usually does all these like kind of like racist jokes and that makes and then they keep poking fun of that. He's like poking fun in a way of of him that he's married to Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> but I'm like, I just they get married or they're engaged. They're engaged. Sorry. Oh, OK. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, Did I miss the news? No, they're engaged. But yeah. 
but I'm trying to think. And then, of course, uh, I mean, my fav- one of my favorite, all-time favorite is MacGruber, just because I love MacGyver. And just, like, someone actually having, going out there and making a somewhat almost better MacGyver in a way of just, it, it was the same sketch over and over again, but it was still funny every time. And then they made this movie and then I, I must've been like the only one that actually loved it because it took forever for people actually like to enjoy it. And it's like, became like this cult comedy in a way. And now they're, now they're reviving it. And I think it's going to be on what Peacock or something, Matt. I think so. Yeah. It's one yeah. of the NBC uh, streamers. They're going to put it on. Okay, what streaming service do you use? Oh, okay, we're going to put on the other one that you don't subscribe to. Give us your money. Well, is Peacock, is Peacock going to be like kind of Hulu where it's kind of sponsored yeah. ads and not? Some of it's free but for to start and you'll be watching a lot of commercials. And then if you don't so want the commercials, content. yeah. It's like, hey, you want to see Reno 911 again? Yeah, I do. Guess what? It's on Quibbly. What? But Squibbly, put it on something I already subscribed to, man. Still don't understand that one. What's the name? Why that name? Wait, I never heard of that one. What is that? Oh, uh, Quibbly. I guess it's like a new comedy thing. Because I guess, I guess Hulu has like a Disney Fox affiliation, so that's yeah, why nothing's going. Yeah, so that's why nothing's going straight to there anymore. Hmm. All right. You guys got any more uh, sketches that come to mind? Oh, I, I still have a couple more. Um, I mean, I kind of like when I when I went through and picked most of my sketches out, a lot of them kind of came from that whole time period from season 14, 15 and 16, because those were the ones that I would heavily see in reruns. Um, what, what was that in years? We, I, I can't remember fucking seasons. For this those, would, those would be like 89 to 91. OK, so Phil so, Harmon and Mike Myers, yeah. Dana Carvey. OK. Oh yeah, all those John Lovitz, um, Kevin Nealon. Although all the sketches that I picked didn't really have Kevin Nealon in them, but like all of them, like Jan Hooks, all I love that all cast to death. So to me, that's kind of like that's my number one cast. But like uh, one of the one sketches that I that I I called this one out a couple of days ago because I I I went nuts about it. So there was um, season sixteen, episode five. Jimmy Smith was the host. So they did this one sketch. Enchiladas. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. So they come in and, like, it's like they're in a newsroom and they're trying to go through and pick out news stories and they're overpronouncing every ethnic word possible. <laughs> so, like, Nicaragua. Yeah, that's a, that is a very, that's a classic one, yeah. And then he goes, my name is Antonio Mendoza and I want an enchilada. <laughs> Yeah, that was it, that's a classic. I don't think one. you can really find that one online. Unless it's that's like a, a problem. Light. I wish we can go back and watch a lot of these, and some so, of them are on YouTube, but some of them aren't. So I don't know if it's you can watch on the on, SNL uh, app they have. But yeah, it's, okay. It's like I don't. The, so I went back the other day. I found some of these. The problem is you have to know the title of the sketch, and a lot of times you don't know that. So like there was another one that like for years. I was trying to figure out what it was called. There was one with Norm MacDonald. It was like he was on a game show. And I'm like, I don't even know what this is called. So eventually I found out the name of this was Clara Turley's Bible Challenge. So the host of it was Quentin Tarantino. 
and this whole sketch was rooted around Norm McDonald's character being this like kind of bum that's just kind of there hanging out. So this the the quiz is like a religious game show. So they would say the question, and then she would say the answer, and then you had to ring a bell to say if you were right. The whole sketch just goes off of Norm McDonald's delivery, like you know. So he rings a bell. It's like yeah, yeah, I I knew that, and it's just. It's his delivery is so dry and it's perfect. And at one point, Quentin Tarantino's character is like, "Excuse me, but I think he might be lying." He's like, "No, no, no, I'm not lying." It's, it's to me, it's just it's such dry. Like it only works That's with Norm that. McDonald is dry. Yeah, yeah. I, like I don't know how I, I don't know how I liked him for the weekend update. It just was kind of like just the way he is. I mean, he was great as Burt Reynolds for Celebrity uh, Jeopardy. Oh, yeah. Uh, what does Scrappy do? <laughs> um, yeah, you like this hat? <laughs> what was I watching last night? Oh, I was watching, I posted it on my Facebook, the live sketch with, like, uh, Margot Robbie, and she's, like, this hot girl, and Keenan Thompson's interviewing her, and then they have the... Dewey, the dweeby guy, one of the dweeby guys that plays Michael, Eric Michael Trump. Gay, or, I think. Yeah, it was hysterical, and it was everything was like one thing after another. Oh, and they're like, all oh, asking married questions. to this guy. Is that is that the yeah one? yeah okay. that one? They're like, oh, he must have a very like a tree trunk or whatever. <laughs> yeah, like, sometimes they have that, and like, sometimes they have ones like the. Um, like the Christopher Walken, what was it like the Con- Mr. Cunnilingus or whatever? Like the, those like wordplay kind of oh, sketches yeah. that are just like oh I think man, we were too too little at the time to see that. And now it's like I can go back and I get the humor. Yeah. What about what about the one with? Uh, it was, I guess it was like a series of them where like um, it was Christopher Walken and he was like he had the person where all you I guess he was like on a date and he was like talking directly to the camera and you'd only see like the hand. It'd be like a glove or something oh, like was, that. The the, the the gentleman or something the, I think it was called yeah. something I forget what that was. That that was another one that was a hundred percent pure his delivery that was just great. Yeah, because they do that every time he's he hosts, but I can't figure out what the name of the sketch is. The commend the commandment the the sweet something it's something the. I don't know. I thought, it was, I thought it was the, the Continental. Continental. I think that's what, or something like that. Yeah, I think it's the Continental. Matt's looking it up. I'm like, I'm not looking up things. Yeah. I'm just going off memory. Uh, and then, I mean, of course, we can segue into that as more cowbell as being the, one of the most notorious sketches. I mean, we Guys, can't... guys, guys, I got a fever. <laughs> There's so many t-shirts, so many people doing doing those lines. It. it, it Definitely one of the most quotable sketches of the last twenty something years or more. Well, was it twenty? I don't know. Was that nineties or was it early two thousands? I think. Oh, jeez, I don't know. I think, I think Will Ferrell was like the two thousands, which it's like every time they it was like a new decade. Like, like, oh man, no one can top the nineties after everyone bitched. Like, there's no, there's no funny episode since then. And then Will Ferrell, Kristen Wiig, and other, even though I don't like Kristen Wiig's Target Lady, she did plenty of other stuff that I liked. Um, that yeah, it's like Actually, every every time there's like a new cast members that just stand like Bill Hader, like people show up. I actually uh, that sketch turns twenty on April eighth. Oh. 
So, wow. <laughs> so, in case you wanted to feel old, that's how old that sketch is. Yeah, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, of course, that makes us feel old, but not talking, you know, talking about like Dana Carvey and John Lovett's sketches from the 80s. No, that's perfectly fine. <laughs> Hello and goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, another one that I, I guess if we're bringing up uh, John Lovitz, I had to put at least one of his on my list. So there was a one from season 14 that was just so ridiculous. And like I said earlier, very huge reflection of my sense of humor and the way I conduct myself in my daily life. So John Malkovich is the host, and it's like um, this old, like, I don't want to say like medieval, but like, um, you know, it's like very like old fancy like period of time. So John Lovitz is like, I'm not, well, John Malkovich is this, um, I guess he's like a king or something like that. And he keeps having these people come in from his kingdom to say, Hey, this is what's going on. And then he just, he, he thinks they're making fun of him. So he's like, you mock me. So in the background, you have Dana Carvey and John Lovitz. And every time he, so, you know, he turns around, you see John Lovitz and Dana Carvey, like, mocking and imitating him. Oh, okay. And it's just, it, it's just ridiculous. And then it's like, after about the third person, he's like, I tire, I'm going to sleep. So he goes in the back, and then you just see John Lovitz and Dana Carvey openly mocking him. And then John Malkovich comes out, sees it, just kind of stares at him. <laughs> That's the end of the sketch. You like yeah, you like some weird ones. Uh I mean is that lo- is that one online anywhere to watch? Yeah, I think I I think I found that. I don't know if I posted that online. Oh, okay. but, uh, yeah, it's it's like some sketches are kind of hard to to describe if, if, like the I don't know, maybe this was a dry another dry episode. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was like there was a, there was one episode though that I do want to talk about that that was just straight up weird. So we talked about the Eddie Murphy season and everything, and that was like, that, you know, that was like hysterical. But then they had that one year that was just weird. I think it was like 85 or something like that. It's like Robert where they just Jr.? Had, yeah, where they had like the weirdest cast. And there was Anthony one episode. Michael Hall and... Yeah, well, they fired. Was, wasn't it like Lauren Michaels got fired, but then he was rehired or something? Yeah. He and wasn't you, in charge of that season. That's why. Yeah, and you think like... You know, oh, wow, Anthony Michael Hall, you hear Robert Downey Jr. You think like, oh, well, now you look back, you're like, oh, he's great. He's hysterical. But like there was one episode where it's like, I guess Francis Ford Coppola was the the host and they tried to make this weird surrealism thing. (laughs) And it was just the weirdest episode that's ever been made of the show. I don't think I've ever seen any of that season. Oh, you're probably – I think you're better off because, I mean, even when – yeah, when we you see those episodes pop up on Comedy Central, be like, yeah, maybe I'll go outside and play basketball. Like even like even like the first season, like even seeing the really really old ones, like some of them are okay, but it's like kind of I've always been like the eighties nineties was like my my uh, era for SNL. Even like two thousands, I liked. It's like Will Forte, like he was a standout for me as far as the characters like the falconer and mcgruber and then oh and then it was like oh jim brewer i liked like a lot of some of i didn't like goat boy but i liked the joe pesci show um and then like the best one was when i think it was joe pesci and de niro showed up on a show and it was like him and was it alec baldwin 
Okay, what's with the reason? Yeah, I think he was playing. Oh no, it was, Col- it was Colin Quinn and and uh, Jim Brewer and then De Niro and Pesci beat the shit out of him with baseball bats. Oh yeah, that was a good one. I forgot about that one. Yeah, it's like it's a, the Joe Pesci show, and um, one that's kind of I that I always loved that was a pre-taped one, uh, which is kind of kind of puts a damper on things now because it's it was had Kevin Spacey and it was the Star Wars audition tapes and he was oh, Kevin yeah. Spacey did all these great impressions of like Jack Lemmon and Walter Matthau and other people and it was just like a it was just such a I think that was like one of the really first ones he started doing like the audition tapes and then because they started doing that throughout the years just on and off during certain things like they still do them, but it's just very sporadic that they do. Them. But that was like the first one that really stood out, and then they did it again. Like again, I don't know if he hosted it again, and then they did it. But yeah, that one was definitely like one of my favorites. That I just the first time I saw it, I was like dying laughing. Matt, you got anything, Dad? <laughs> I was watching the, I was watching the Thanksgiving. Um, it was a it was a pre recorded one with Matthew McConaughey, and they were all like get sucked into the Adele song. Oh, for the they're all talking about politics. And- yeah, they're all like yeah politics and being racist, and all of a sudden they all get sucked in, and they're all like the one girl's rolling around in the leaves, and they're all touching him with the fingernails, and that one I was, <laughs> yeah, I was watching like- that last time and howling laughing. It's we keep talking about a lot of the new ones because it's like the most fresh in our memories. It's like the one with a lot of shit too. Like there's like yeah, you there's, can, sometimes you'd be lucky if you find one good sketch out of a whole night. Yeah, like I think recently the RuPa- RuPaul episode. I'm like I turned it off. I'm like this was terrible. But there's been other ones that have been good um, this season. Ones with like John, John Mulaney one has always been good. With him and David Byrne. I think most of the time, if you guys post something up, then I'll be like, I guess I should go back and watch this show. <laughs> That's pretty much my reference point for this. Should I check this out? Will this be funny? Usually my tweets are like, oh, this person's limb syncing again. <laughs> it's during the performance. you got to perform. You can't sing and do that at the same time. I feel time. like the p- performance are amped up a, a bit this year. Like there's some, they're more artistic and more, yeah, they're just it, trying to be funky and weird. and So they can get away like with limb syncing. Well, no. There's other people like uh, the the ones I loved was the was the weekend he came on and he played. That was a lot of uh, that was really entertaining. Which, and then the week before was David Byrne and the America Utopia. That yeah. was I, I keep going back and watching some of that. It was so fun. Yeah, that that David Byrne one was great. I mean, I, I was just like, wow, man, he's still got it. And then of course you see the comments. He never lost it. <laughs> Did I ever tell the story on this podcast about we we saw him at the the Middletown Galleria? Oh really? We went to go see. I think we went to go see the Patriot. No, he went to see the Patriot. We saw Perfect Storm. We were seeing Perfect Storm, and then we were about to. I don't know if we got out of the theater, and everyone was like looking around, and all of a sudden we see this tall dude wearing a white suit, wingtips. We're like, "What the fuck is this guy doing?" And I was like, "Holy shit, it's David Byrne!" He was like with like a his daughter and like a friend, and so then we ended up just kind of just kind of like watched. Like we didn't say hi or anything, but we just kind of like followed. We noticed we we noticed him though. Yeah, Yeah, we noticed him. So then we kind of just started following through all the parking lot to see where he was going. We're like, I don't know how he ended up in Middletown, but. Just passing through, I guess. Maybe. Yeah, it's like going to the movie theater. Everyone's like all the movie uh, people that are working there, like the old German lady and another 
<laughs> was he like, this is not my beautiful movie theater? <laughs> How did I get here? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to find myself on 4th of July watching The Patriot. Yeah, it was like 4th of July weekend. And so so just to kind of backtrack on that a little day. bit. What? You said... You said you saw him wearing the white suit. It wasn't the big one. No, I mean, it wasn't the big one, but it was one that fit him. Was it a suit? I don't remember was, a suit. I remember the wingtips, though. He was wearing a white suit. He stood out. Like, he's 6'4 or something, and he's wearing a white suit in Middletown with wingtips. <laughs> just just for the purpose to make this story more ridiculous. But it wasn't ridiculous. the big overall let's just, jacket from... Let's just say it was that, okay? That, it just makes this more ridiculous. Because, I mean, him being in Middletown is ridiculous. You know, and then we blinked, is. and then he was in a smaller version of himself in the same giant suit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, I would like to go see that. But tickets are like two hundred and fifty dollars or more or higher. To start, yeah. yeah, to start. Probably sitting in nosebleeds. Don't worry, it's it's probably already canceled. Everything's canceled. Well, everything's canceled, <laughs> but I think Spike Lee's gonna be making a film version for us. So we can save our money and just watch it then. Well, if he can get in Madison Square Garden, because I think he's got a spat with uh, the Dolans now, right? Who? Oh, Spike Lee. Yeah, apparently well, no he was sports, using. So maybe they squash things. No, apparently he was using uh, a celebrity entrance, and the Dolans finally put their foot down and said, "You can't, you can't come in here. You're, you're not a part of the team. You have to use the regular entrance." He's like, "Fine, your team sucks anyway." So it's. <laughs> I mean, he, he's he's like a season ticket holder for life. They should be thanking him at this point. Yeah. Well, they kick out former Nick players like Charles. Was it Charles or Oakley? I think they kicked out and had like he had lawsuits and everything. And it's like. Man, that franchise. I I complain about the Rangers, but man, that franchise is ten times worse. Oh yeah. Anyway, let's go back to uh, let's go back to SNL. Um, one I was actually just watching just before we uh, came on was Astronaut Jones with Tracy Morgan, which was like the Britney Spears one, where it's just like, mm-hmm. it's like that. It's long. It's like the sketches is at the same every time. I don't know. Maybe it's just the ones I like all the time are the same type of sketches where it's very the long theme song and then it's the girl alien and he's like yeah when we just lift up the judges let me tap that fat ass you know gotta- <laughs> well what is it the, the uh, my other favorite sketch of his was, uh, yeah i'm brian fellows yeah that bird is crazy <laughs> after it's like some wild it's, like yeah sometimes like i didn't get it at first but then they kept doing it and it's like all right i like it's like the same thing like ladies man it's like, oh, it's a lady. Like, From Cavatier. And then they tried making that into a movie, and it's like, no. <laughs> like, so so, so as, as far as the SNL movies, which ones haven't you seen? Um, Nine at, Nine at the Roxbury's <laughs> I haven't seen. I didn't see um, the Molly, Molly Shannon one, the Catholic What girl. about... What about um, the Pat movie? Did you ever see that? No. Oh, and then it, I don't think... I, that's probably not a good sketch to bring up in this day and age. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's another... I mean, it's so weird. There's a lot of things, like, that probably haven't aged well. Like, I remember there was the fake uh, beer commercial. What was the Schlitz Gay? No, it's Schmitz Gay. But it's... Yeah, it's Schmitz Gay? I was actually going to bring that up as being one of the... That's def, definitely one of the mem- <laughs> memorable, funniest things. And being it worked so well, though, with the Van Halen song. And then for, for licensing reasons, they had to oh, change, change the it. song. It just didn't work as well. 
And then the ambiguously gay duo, which I think started out on the David, was it, the, did it start on the David Dana Carvey show or I think, and then, yeah. And then they brought TV so, Funhouse to yep. SNL. Um, there's really, there's actually a really good documentary on Hulu um, about Dana Carvey show, which I was watching that when I had the flu last year. <laughs> yeah. I'd strongly recommend watching that yeah. also too. Um, I guess little interesting point too. If you watch the Dana Carvey show, like I used to live in Rockin County, New York, there's a couple locations that they film there because I guess uh, some directors or something was there. Like all of a sudden I'm like, Whoa, that's the new city bowling alley. It was just so weird. And I'm just like, wait, I was living there and Dana Carvey was like right there. And I live right there. Why wasn't I there? Yeah. And speaking of Dan- Dana Carvey, like I was actually watching this one last night, just cracking up laughing, which I think it might've been on. He might've brought it over to Dana Carvey show as well as the Tom Brokaw, Brokaw, pre-tapes it was like Harold Ford got mauled by wolves <laughs> yeah that was a good one yeah I'm like oh man I, I remember seeing that live and I was just la- laughing my ass off uh, as far as like who, who 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 would you put as your like your top three favorite all-time cast members I would think Dana Carvey would have to be up there for me I don't know well Farrell absolutely Will Ferrell, Dana Carvey, Chris Farley, Will Chris, Ferrell. Yeah, it's tough. Like Eddie Murphy, of Dana course. Carvey or Phil Hartman, maybe. Yep, definitely Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman too. The, uh, the anal retentive carpenter, anal retentive. <laughs> yeah, his little cozies for all his tools and. Oh man. You know, you know what was a good sketch too for Phil Hartman? You remember when he had to do the book, the the audio book for the uh, Madonna book? And he had to like read the whole thing. Oh, was that? that no, I didn't yeah. remember that one. So, yeah, because Madonna put out the book. I think it was called Sex or something like that. So he like volunteered to do the audio book. So like he's going through, like he's dressed up in like a tweed jacket and everything, very very respectable gentleman, and he's going through to read this disgusting book. <laughs> yeah, and then towards the end, he did Phil Har- uh, Phil Harmon did Bill Clinton, and then I think. Daryl Hammond took over, which he I think he did a better job. Um, but Phil Harmon, man, he was just had so many good sketches. But I can't. I'm trying to think of the other ones he did besides like Colin Blow. I think he did Reagan too at some point. The Caveman Lawyer, Caveman one, like yeah, it's like he he had certain sketches that weren't re weren't really reoccurring besides the anal retentive one. But um, yeah, and then. Oh. No, go ahead. Also, too, you know, when you go back to the era, era it's it's hard to not bring up uh, the Jack Andy little bits. Right, that's what I was gonna bring up. Yeah. Oh, those were great. Now, was it was he a writer on the show, or like was it just like some one-off thing? Like, I don't really know too much about Jack Andy. Or J- Handy, 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 Handy. I think he was a yeah. writer on the show. Okay. Yeah. Like some were just like. Perfect humor, and other ones were like kind of scratching my head, kind of like what? But it's, it's just that's what made it genius. Was that, yeah, that was definitely just they're just like it's all the pre-taped stuff that wasn't like wasn't live. <laughs> I mean, they also had some pretty ridiculous sketches too. When you go back to that whole era, like you remember Toons' Driving Cat, right? Yeah, <laughs> the one with oh, Phil, this is the one I was thinking of Phil Harmon when they did like oh. um it was the Olympics on like every drug 
known to man and he did the, the weightlifting thing and it was just like he lifted up the, the bar and all his arms fell off and it was just bloody it was like it was something like that mighty python would have done but it was just i'm surprised yeah. nbc cleared that because it was beyond gross to see like his like this blood dripping from his arms that was such a good oh and then i was um one that just popped into my head that i didn't actually have on my list was uh was it jason Priestley doing this the figure skating was, oh yeah, and he was all Bleeding. bleeding and cut up. Was it Chris Farley in that one too, or was Chris Farley doing that with uh, Nancy Kerrigan? Was that when she was on? I think so. I think she was with Nancy Kerrigan. And it was like Chris Farley, and then they like they couldn't pick him up or something, or I, <laughs> I don't know. And then and then going back to uh, Will Ferrell ones, I I ones that just keep popping in my head was uh, get off the shed. And then stay stay on the bag for the baseball version of it, and I think that I was like that, that was the first sketch I think where I, was, I knew like Will Ferrell was gonna be a, a breakout star in that show was that one, and then the and then the one commercial when he's talking to the dog, he's like you're a fucking dog, like dissing <laughs> dissing your dog. I think it was called. But I was just like, there's another so many good commercials. What which one? Oh yeah. Another one we missed out on, I guess, from the Dana Carvey are, you know, the classic Hans and Franz. I mean, right. you're talking about like Arnoldisms that Arnold didn't even say, but he later incorporated them into his whole thing. Listen to me now, listen to me later. Yeah. Because I, I remember when he was running for the recall election, he went and he called his opponent an economic girly man. <laughs> like, oh my God. I'm like, you know, you think about the things, I know we're in an era now where our president just says whatever the heck he wants, but like, you think about like, when someone would say something like that, you think it would sabotage their election, but he won that election and he was the governor of California. (laughs) Speaking of like the presidents, let's talk about like the presidents on the show over the years. Now I can think of a bad one that was the worst was Fred Armisen doing Obama. It's like they, they they just couldn't figure out the Obama situation. First they tried doing the one that's like sounded like him. Like I don't know. I think at that time they should have done what they did with with Trump as bringing an outsider to do Obama. But for some reason they just like had Fred Armisen who looked nothing like him. He was white. <laughs> And then, like, it was just like this caricature of it. It just wasn't funny. I mean, I guess it's kind of tough. I'm like, I'm sure there was a a way that you could have done um, Obama funny. I guess Key and Peele did it better, uh, honestly, because they did like the the angry the angry version of what he was saying. Oh yeah, but for some reason, you can never forget Obama. What was it? I think Jay Farrow took over. Yeah, and he did a good impression of him, but I don't know if if it wasn't really, but he didn't really last too long on the show because he didn't want to be the, you know, just the the guy that had maybe two sketches, maybe an episode. Yeah, I I, I mean sometimes I think they get a little too crazy with the political sketches where they're trying to put people in to just kind of fill a role that maybe it just doesn't match up. I mean, you know, you have to think it's like when you go back, you always think of the iconic, um, Dana Carvey, George Bush. And, yeah. you know, that, that was untouchable. And it's like, you think Phil it's Hartman, hard to top it. Clinton, and then, you know, well, it's, it's like, Al Bowman like, did, he did well in the beginning as Trump, but then I just Trump, it just became it just became like it's hard it's so hard to par- parody him as he's just a fucking walking idiot 
but it's like it just it gets it, it gets to the point where they they would just mimic what he was saying and it wasn't really it just wasn't funny anymore it was it was funny the first it was actually like like uh what's her face doing uh melissa mccarthy doing sean spicer like that was funny uh with like the motorized podium and then and like um tina fey doing sarah palin and um and even like larry, larry david as bernie sanders like lately has been yeah, yeah. Which, That's a perfect one, and I can't imagine them doing anybody else in that role. I mean, yeah. it's just like sometimes, sometimes you find the right person, and then you have that one weird lapse where it's like, hey, maybe this cast member isn't available, or the special guest. They'll have someone else come in and do it. It's just like, no, just, just don't. <laughs> yeah, they would always have bring. Yeah, they would bring in all these cast members like from past seasons and her celebrities is like you couldn't find someone to do this in the current cast if i was in the current cast be like what the fuck (laughs) um i'm trying to think of other ones that we haven't covered um but we should probably wind down matt you were i think you listed the star wars adam driver once like adam driver has been those are classics yeah i was loving the the first one is really good the second one was funny but the first one was just hysterical yeah and then um there was one that he was on this season that i was just dying laughing he was a science teacher and they had the kids on and they were just not listening to him and they kept like they kept saying inappropriate things and he's like no this where why oh god it was so funny i had to go back and rewatch that yeah, that was a good. That was a good. Uh, the one with John Mulaney was good. The one with the football player that I didn't know he had that one where it was like he was a pizza delivery guy, and it was like, and it was the Even name of the, like the Rudy spinoff one was pretty funny too. Yeah, like there was a few of them that were that was sometimes like the sports guys you don't know who they are, but like then they come and pull through and they pull a, a good episode. Football player, yeah. Yeah. I'm like I don't. I mean, some of the players. I'm like I'm like who the fuck's this guy? I'm like oh okay. I can't believe we've gotten this far into the podcast. And like, if there's anybody that's actually like listening to this, and like, God, I can't believe they didn't bring up like any of the old guys, like Chevy Chase or anybody from the seventies. Like, I don't remember we a all- lot of them. There's like the pizza, pizza, ch- or the, the hamburger, hamburger, that one. And then there was the the when there was all the Marvel characters doing. It was like a Halloween party or a birthday party, and then like the Hulk farted or something. <laughs> like, like, the, yeah, like they're funny sketches and stuff, but it's the, it's not our era. It's our era is like the eighties and nineties, so it's the ones that we've been talking about the most. Like, I mean, to play to play it safe, we weren't even born yet. I mean, I mean, we, we can play that card, right? But yeah, well, we I mean, we, yeah, yeah, we, but I didn't watch it back then. Yeah, um, I remember there was one sketch where they did where they did the um, the questionable um, Halloween costumes where they had it was and I think it was like uh, there was one where they did the Michael Jackson or uh, was it the Michael Jordan uh, hair kit cut and it was just a bag of razor blades. That it was, was like the bag funny. of glass was a Dan Aykroyd when he was like trying. Yeah, to- Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, and he's like, oh, a bag of glass, and it had like, oh, it had the, the little cabbage patch with like knives sticking out of it or something. Yeah. <laughs> Halloween candy and stuff. It's a Halloween special. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Yeah. Matt's looking it up. Matt's our our resource. No, I I just wasn't looking it up. I just remember. Oh, oh, sorry. I have I got a lot of issues. <laughs> <laughs> You getting tired, Matt? You getting tired? Oh, that's my bedtime. Oh. Yeah, you have to go to sleep so you can come out and sit on your couch tomorrow, like the rest of us. I know we're yeah. talking, we're interacting. It's 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 good. 
Well, well we get an hour, so. but okay. If let's let's wind down here. I'm see. Let's see. Uh, I have commercials. I got love the love toilet. I got colon blow. I got oops. I crap my pants. Mom jeans. <laughs> Stefan, Matt Foley, Chris Farley, and of course that was white like me. The Eddie Murphy. That was. I think that was his by far his oh, best one. Was I buy this newspaper? <laughs> And then they started doing. They used to the last couple of years. They started doing because they because the commercials people were fast forward and they were actually incorporating real real brands into commercials. So they were doing the the little pizza bite things, um, that are a real that's a real product and like they they're all watching the game or whatever. And she's like the 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 wife's off in the kitchen making these things. And then there was one with Macy's they just did recently. That was pretty funny. And, um, Oh, like the one where the, all the, the parents and stuff were like bitching about getting their kids into clothes and stuff. And Oh God, that was a perfect one. Oh, that was, that a, was yeah, good. The winter, it was the winter season for Macy's. That's right. Yeah. And I was like putting all the, I'm like, Oh man, whoever wrote this, I, that was is yeah, I read it. <laughs> and it, but I, I read something that they 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 actually that's a way of having like a, a company sponsor they're like all right well uh, we're gonna do an ad we're gonna actually you're gonna we're gonna you're gonna pay us and we're gonna pretty much be able to make fun whatever you want of your brand but you get your brand out there with the virus. that was the that was the most realist commercial like yeah. ever. Like you, you know this, Brian, because I mean, you've got the little one there, yes. so you know that struggle, man. I can't, I can't get Connor to put on a different type of hat. He's had the same winter hat for three years that hasn't probably been washed, but he he wanted to wear it today. I'm like, dude, it's 75 out. <laughs> He's like, he has yes. a very structured way of, does it, I had to convince him to yet he was, outgrew a jacket. So I had to make him change a new jacket. So it was like, some of these things, it's like, yeah, that person that wrote it is a parent. And I think it was Mikey Day and I think his wife or somebody or somebody else that wrote it. Um, but yeah, that was a definitely a highlight. But I'm trying to, th- now it. Before we end, is there any cast members that you just couldn't stand? Every time they came on, I was like, the most recent one is Kyle, Kyle Mooney ones. I don't like him. Like an Adam yeah. Sandler, um, Pete yeah, Davidson's like kind of fifty fifty with me. I'm trying to think if there's any Adam Sandler ones I actually liked. I think Opera Man sometimes I actually liked. Oh, that was annoying. But it, <sighs> it, it's annoying. But some of them were funny. But I'm like, I like. I mean, yeah. Yeah, Go ahead. like Fallon. Yeah, Fallon was like, I don't know, man. I just, I just never really liked him, and you could tell when you were watching the show that Lauren just was in love with him, you know. So that's why he was all over the place, and I kind of doubted out a little bit during that time period because of it. He had a weird phase, like when he when he was on Weekend Update with Tina Fey, that he almost kind of looked like Michael Jackson for a spell because he was like he had kind of like long <laughs> hair. <laughs> had, it, go back and look at the look at go back and look at the videotapes. He looks like Michael Jackson. He had like almost looked like he had like long hair like him. It was kind of weird. <laughs> and he was it was yeah, but I don't know. Of course, you say this now when Pete Davidson is. In outer space. Yeah, I I for I foresee him. I think he said recently he's like, oh, everyone chooses me like the stupid guy. I'm like, well, cause maybe because you you play that every character is like that. Maybe I don't know. That stupid. Didn't Chad somebody? Character. 
There was a there was a recent Conan O'Brien episode where they were talking about him, and they just said like he's just he's just on this another plane. He's really funny, but he's just so out there as a human being when you talk to him. Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't. I guess he has a new stand up. I didn't see it, but um, but some of the st- like some of the stuff that when he's on Weekend Update, it's hilarious. But then he's he's not really like a sketch guy though. Like he's just kind of like a doofy kind of character in the background half the time for most of the stuff. But yeah, there's and I like I was fifty fifty with like Fred Armisen. Some stuff I didn't like of him. I liked when he would do like he did like the punk the punk band at the wedding. It was like I think um, oh that was great from Foo Fighters. But that was Dave Grohl was there and it was like uh, Bill Hader or it was Ashton Kusher I think was playing. And it was like they were playing like, yep. a punk band at a wedding. Like that was like one of I think the best. And then oh and Fred Armisen doing uh, uh, the Queen and then like. Like Kate Perry, and they're all like it was like they were playing ska towards the end, <laughs> but there's yeah, like, he, yeah, when he did the Tito Puente type character, that was good too. But I think he shined more in like Portlandia, I think just because that universe worked because it was like 100% his sense of humor. It's just like yeah. sometimes when you watch certain comedies, like they have certain appeal, like um. There's a, the one show with Louis Anderson and Zach Galifianakis. I forget what it's called, but it's like... Baskets or I something? Yeah, Baskets. I can't explain to you how it's funny. It's just this weird, tragic humor thing that when you watch it, like you just can't turn away. Kind of like, um, and I know this is stretching, but the Joe Parra show. I watched that. And it's like one of the... Yeah, the Joe Parra show. Uh, Joe Parra talks with you on Adult Swim. Oh, it is know. one of the most bizarre shows, and it's like if it's I'm just Adult Swim. I, it's bizarre, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just I I can't like not watch it. Like I just feel like I have to watch it. It's just he said his his delivery is just so polarizing. Ah, well, I think we lost Matt. I think he's sleeping. <laughs> Yeah, I'm running. I gotta go okay. to bed. I, I think we ran out of steam with this episode. This is good. We we listed a lot. Now I feel like going back and is there a way we can watch this? Is it on Hulu? Is it on? Is it NBC.com? You said or Saturday Night Live? NBC.com. Some of these sketches or the uh, SNL app. When they had like yep. the anniversary, I think last year or whenever it was two years ago, that's when they had all the episodes on there again. I gotta go track them down yeah. and watch them. It's probably also airing in syndication on some channel you don't get on your cable provider, YouTube TV, or anything you're actually subscribed to. I don't think so. I don't know if, because I think, I don't know if it is or not. I think probably NBC at some point, their probably syndication deal probably went through, and it's probably just, it's now just strictly on NBC, and that's it. Which I was, I wish it was on Netflix, or I used to be on Netflix, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was a long time ago, but yeah. like I was saying, a lot of those episodes are like heavily butchered. So it's like because right. um, they don't have a lot of times they don't do the music acts on them either. Because uh, and that sucks because that was such a huge charm of that show when you know because I mean that was like that was like you had that exposure. You know, you watch MTV, then you see a live performance you couldn't see. I mean, before YouTube, that's how we right. saw bands live. You know, if we didn't see them in person. Um. Yeah, I just I, I I hate like certain ta- certain certain shows. I think it was like Wings as one, where there's 
they're on streaming platforms, but then they miss some of the episodes. So it's like you need to almost have physical media to do it to watch it because if not you're missing some episodes because it's like sometimes they'll come back on Netflix and then it's on Hulu but then they're missing because it's one little song that played in the background of the episode and they can't play it it's like well they changed the like Mary with Children the theme song they changed that and it's like uh, man they need to figure this stuff out because I want to be able to watch this stuff well when I watch the wrestling from Japan they'll do things like uh, they've they've gotten way better at it so they'll have like a song that's licensed. So there's some uh, Led Zeppelin immigrant song that one of the guys comes out to. So somehow they're able to mute the sound in the arena and you can still hear the commentators. They'll just replace it with some other generic sound alike song that sounds like it. So, I mean, the technology's out there. I mean, what was that show that it was like the, it was the Japanese show, but it was they would overdub it. And it was it was just- oh, look. Most extreme elimination challenge. Yes. <laughs> that was I think it's like uh, I think the original Japanese show was like Takeshi's Castle or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, that was a. I wish they kind of bring that back. I used to watch that all the time. It was funny. Oh, that was see that that was like that was like that golden era of cable when they just like didn't care and they just put whatever crap they wanted on. Now it's just like if you throw on like True TV right now. Impractical Jokers will be on because yeah. they're on 23 hours a day. Well, Chris Gethard's show, that was funny. I guess he has a new show actually about wrestling. I guess he's coming out. Oh, because Colt Cabana's on that, right? I, Probably. Yeah, I don't know, but he's. I, I saw some news that Chris Gethard's going to be talking about old-time wrestling, I guess. But I don't feel like talking about wrestling. <laughs> I want to know. I, I I mean, TV Funhouse, I wish kind of came back. I wish they used to do they used to do fun with audio. They used to do the ex-presidents. I'm sure they can do updated, but it's probably so hard to animate stuff these days. Or I mean, maybe it's easier to animate it now with compu- like with computers. But I wish they kind of would do do that again. And I I I really wish they would do an emigacy gay duo like movie or spinoff or something because I I feel like you could still do that joke. <laughs> if they can cut a South Park episode like a day before it airs, I'm pretty sure it's not that yeah. much of an issue. All right, Matt's yawning. He's we're done. <laughs> You're getting That's- sleepy, very sleepy. I would have hung up, but I'm so tired. I'm just waiting for you guys to wrap up. Oh, you need to have drink some coffee, Matt. Yo, B, you got to wrap that up. Oh, wait, that's the wrong clip yes. show. <laughs> wrap it up. Next yeah. next episode will be about Chappelle's show. <laughs> oh. All right. All right, guys. It's good talking to somebody else besides my family that's trapped in. Right. It won't be safe. Stay six feet away from people. Don't touch things. Don't touch your face as I'm touching my face. Everyone have a good night, and we'll be back with more episodes whenever I feel like it. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Adios.